I'm strapped up, nigga, fuck a gun lock. See me walking with a limp, that's my gun walk. I don't do no arguing, I let the gun talk. Yeah, I'm strapped up, nigga, fuck a gun lock. See me walking with a limp, that's my gun walk. I don't do no arguing, I let the gun talk. And there's no talking back when my gun talk. See me walking with a limp, that's my gun walk. That's my gun walk, nigga, that's my gun walk. Yeah, see me walking with a limp, that's my gun walk. That's my gun walk, nigga, that's my gun walk. Welcome back to the Ray Couch Chronicles. It's your host, Mo. And we are back in this thing. We're back. To my lefty. Whitney, how y'all doing? And to her <laughs> lefty. Hey, Marie. And y'all already know this is the Red Couch Chronicles. And y'all already know how we get down. You're gonna get a little real, you're gonna get a little insight. Last week you got a lot of a lot of whatever that <laughs> And it's all gonna tie in, trust, because this week's topic is gonna hit you over your dome piece. I hope that <laughs> you are ready. <laughs> Let's go. TRCC. It's the Red Couch. Red Couch. The Red Couch Chronicles. 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 Come sit on our couch. We're back in this thing. And we got a hell of a talk- topic. Talky. No, we got a hell of a topic for y'all this week. So I'm just going to jump in with some questions. Okay. First question. Can you bring a knife? To a gunfight, can you bring a gun to a knife fight? What's your weapon of choice? You getting the strap or you grabbing the blade? (laughs) (laughs) We about to break this shit all the way down. So, what y'all bringing to the fight? Mm, I'm probably bringing both to the fight. Okay. Yeah, I feel like I usually got both on me. I I don't feel like I got the strap showing, but it's always somewhere close by because you never know what you're walking into. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely a bring bring them both. It's in the pocket. I'm definitely bring them both. Um, so let's break down some of these scenarios. Like, okay, we already know that. I feel like it rings true in some cases that you really can't bring a knife to a gunfight always. Like, yeah, I mean, I feel like generally it rings true. Generally. That's unprepared. Like, yeah, generally, generally no. You're outmatched off top. Yeah, like, you're setting gonna... yourself up for the kill almost. Like, generally. Almost nine, nine, eight out of ten. There's yeah. a few people with a special set of skills that can Fucking make that knife work. Yeah, but, but that's few and far between. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, can you bring that's vice versa? Can you bring a gun to the knife fight? Well, my thing is, is is it an automatic win because you got the gun? Like, sometimes it I mean, it's the same be. thing. Sometimes it is an automatic win, and sometimes. 
Because if it's a close range battle, baby, you might not have a chance to get to the strap. I done stabbed you seven times. What's good? Right. <laughs> and then came up behind you. I mean. Shink, shink. Yeah. And I mean. Niggas getting stabbed in the back. What your gun done? What your gun done? It's not. <laughs> it's what? not. <laughs> what your gun gonna do? Yeah. Then. Yeah, that was really hard to get out. It was. I think it just depends on what environment you're walking into, like yeah, what you need to bring. I think different situations just call for different weapons. I think so as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that when they made that phrase or whoever made that phrase, I think that it rang true. But I think that we can definitely find some layers in that bitch. It's a truth. It's not an absolute truth. It is. It is definitely a truth, but not absolute. I will take that. So what are some um, advantages and disadvantages that come with your weapon of choice? Mm, I think something that Winnie kind of said is like, it depends on what you're walking into. Yeah. So if you, if, sometimes if you're walking into shit blind, like you just, casually walking through you just got the knife on you and then you pop up in the gunfight you looking silly because that's an automatic disadvantage that's basically. an automatic disadvantage because you weren't ready like yeah. i think it's a difference if you come with your knife knowing you got your knife and knowing what you're gonna do with your knife i think it's just some situations like i don't want to walk into certain situations armed with full artillery like I don't want to be the person walking into a space and I got my gun on my hip. And it ain't and it, that. Yeah. Because yeah. that sends the wrong message. And that's a disadvantage. It that's is. A disadvantage like, for sure. now everybody's already way more hostile than they would have been because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I came in and I almost, on go. And see, that's the thing. Like, you hate to come in on go. But it does kind of put you at a yeah. advantage. True. Like, I mean, hey, I don't care if y'all got knives or guns. I got, like like we said, we got both. Right. Yeah. Like, right. it don't matter what we playing with. So, I mean, I feel like it, take, it takes a whole nother level of mastery to, like, be mm-hmm. able to carry both and be able to know, okay, there's balance here. But I definitely think that's an automatic advantage if you pull up with that. True. Like, True. It is an advantage. But but it can I, be a disadvantage. It too, makes it an unfair time. fight too. Sure, right. And then too, like a lot of times, like in life, like sometimes you don't know who got the gun on. You don't until right. it's time you to don't. shoot. Like a lot of times, the shooter ain't showing everybody the gun. Yeah, so, they the ones sitting back quiet, and everybody just oh thought he he didn't bring nothing, and he got a knife, yeah. and mm-hmm. that's the one that's gonna beat him, pulled it out, and mm-hmm. lit the whole room up, which is a disadvantage because <laughs> <laughs> you're not prepared. Now. But it is an advantage when you do got overhype ass. Like one of them people we talked about to have it on their way. Sometimes it's an advantage that you are extravagant and extra because now I know to always be looking at you. Right. There mm-hmm. are those people that you know, oh, okay, that's the one. We need to we need to keep an eye on him. Mm-hmm. That is the one. Like, okay, you got it on your hip. I see you, baby. Right. I see, right. I see you, so I know. Mm-hmm. I see what you're on. Right. Mm-hmm. I see what you on, so I know how to move. Exactly. And then, and then the same thing goes for the person that don't look like the they got it on thing. them. Yeah. Like you gotta you gotta peep them out too. Like he too He too calm. Yeah, he too calm over there. So <laughs> let me keep my eye on this nigga too, cause he might have it on him. It be them. Yeah. <laughs> they be the sure. ones to pop shit off. They definitely be the ones, baby. 
And I mean, even when we think about like choosing our weapon of choice in these fights or these battles, like, um, how does your weapon of choice affect how you move? It affects how you move. Okay, so I think there's like kind of a whole level to this. Yes, I agree. So like, first it depends uh, how you move is gonna be dependent on what your end goal is, and then that's gonna determine what weapon you choose. So like, if you saying like you said, like we was talking about the person that always got it on them. So if you got it on you because you're trying to intimidate people. Like, that can deter, like, you're going to move in that way, and then it's also going to be kind of easy to spot you out at the same time. So, like, you picked your gun knowing that you walking into somewhere, it ain't really that, and you trying to, you know, you trying to show this, like, you trying to put on this, this, this front that you something that you may not really be. Okay. Um, I feel like in certain situations, the gun can give people a, a false sense of confidence. That right. Is, that is what she was saying. Yeah, like, yeah. knowing that you got that on, you can really inflate you. Because mm-hmm. I think some people really do just kind of chalk that up to an automatic dub, and that's not always that. Exactly. Yeah. Because some people got it on them, but one was a great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, I think that's just like in life. Like, some people have all the tools in front of them. That's your gun. But if you don't use that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if, or not effectively. Like, you don't got it ready. You don't got it loaded. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that comes into play, too. But I think, like, how you move. Um, Like, okay. So, automatically, I feel like. For me, if my weapon of choice is a gun, I'm definitely moving different than if my weapon of choice is a knife. Right. So, I feel like how you move, yes, is determined on the end goal, but I also feel like it's what you're willing to give. Mm -hmm. I already know if I got the knife, I got to be willing to be skillful. I got to figure this, Mm -hmm. like, it's going to be a different type of fight, especially Mm -hmm. if I know that other motherfucker got a gun. Right. Like, it's a whole nother, like, type of vibe. So, I feel like, um, I think you move, like, one thing you move different because of is if you know the, if you know the other person whipping or not. Right. Yes. Like, and, and when you don't, I think it's safest to show up with both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think that's safe. Definitely. I think that's safe to say. Because either you're going to walk in, either you're going to be moving out of overcompensation because you... Yeah. Doing some, you know, or you're going to be moving skillfully and. Sure. And sometimes I'm overly cautious with the gun on me because I don't really want to have to use it. Nor do I. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and then even when we think about just um, how we've talked about, um, I think y'all mentioned something about. Um, Cause, Cause, the next question was, how should you carry your weapon? And you know, we mentioned people who carry it on the hip, and how it creates this whole another type of energy, whether you want it or not. Mm-hmm. Well, when I think about how you should carry your weapon, I feel like should it should it be always concealed? Because I just think about for me, for instance, I think if I was 
per se, the concealed, I mean, the uh, out in the open person, I would be perceived as much more than maybe the next person. Mm -hmm. Just because of the strong energy that I feel like I may carry. Or if I'm upset or if I'm passionate, it carries a strong energy. So if I'm automatically always, you feel me, carrying my, like, whipping like that, I think I would intimidate a lot of people. I you know, like, I think that that's one thing that I have to consider with how I carry my weapons is I know how I can be perceived. So I have to be cautious of that. Most definitely. You, you definitely got to be cautious of it. Cause I mean, if you try, if you got one goal, you don't want to put off a different energy. It's kind of like kind of how we were saying, like if you didn't, if you're the type of person that always got it on you just because that's how you are, you're not necessarily trying to, that ain't got nothing to do with the people you showing up to. Well, I always want to be more prepared than I actually seem. Well, not necessarily than I seem, but I would rather actually be more prepared than just look like I have it together. Mm -hmm. And then don't don't, like, yeah, that the, what's the point of having it on your hip? If I don't know what to do with it when the time comes, right? Yeah. I would rather be the concealed carrier when that moment comes. Yeah. Um, whip it out. <laughs> <laughs> and even and even to make this conversation more um like to make it more conceptual, I guess, in the sense of knives and gunfights, we also talked about breaking down different things that we go through that are battles or fights, like in the real world, like with for instance, a creative journey. Mm-hmm. Like, we go through these fights with these things. And, like, for instance, with that, I feel like it's hard to sometimes be completely prepared. It oh, is. Yeah. Like, it's hard to know when it comes to putting your work out or um, trying out a new business or trying out new ideas or concepts to know what type of fight it's going to be. Um, what weapon that I need to bring? Because most of the time it's genuine, so I probably don't even got no weapon on me when right. it comes to that. Because right. that's a vulnerable mm-hmm. place. When you talk about the creative process, when you talk about that journey, when you talk about what it takes to actually produce art or anything from a creative level, space, yeah. yeah, it's vulnerable. It's it's private. It's you know anybody who has done music, poetry, any of this stuff, you know how. You know, private that can be. Yeah, so you don't even think about it in the sense of, of I'm about to, about to fight with this. Yeah. And that's why a lot of artists to me or creatives get taken advantage of sometimes or ideas get usurped or taken because we ain't even ready to fight. You was well, just putting your heart out there. Yeah. Now, see, that's a lot of times you don't know what space you're walking into. So mm. you don't know whether you're prepared or where you're, whether you're not. Like, you don't know whether you need a knife, a gun, or what everybody else in the room. You might not even know who else is in the room. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, that's kind of what I was thinking, too. Like, part of being, like, prepared or part of understanding your creative process and all these other different things that go into it is that you're never going to be fully prepared. Like, you're never going to be able to account for every little thing that can happen mm-hmm. or somebody else's intention, how somebody's mm-hmm. going to respond, how somebody's going to re- like in a creative process, for instance, how someone's going to receive your work. So you kind of have you, it's a chance you're taking, 
But you got to show up because if you don't show up, then like if you never go to even if you don't really realize it's a fight, if you don't go to that fight, you're not going to know. Right. At all. And also you will make unnecessary enemies coming into a fight with this arrogance about you like you are over prepared and you have never seen what you're walking into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have also relationships and now they could be. With family, that could be in a romantic relationship. Um, I often feel like romantic relationships are a big old, like, whole conundrum of battles and fights. And really not in a sense of, I don't even mean in a violent way. I mean in, like, a battle of the minds, a battle mm-hmm. of two different people trying to kind of become one. So mm-hmm. you have two different ways of thinking. You have two different modes of living. You have two different ways of looking at the world most right. of the time. And sometimes those things overlap, but most of the time, sometimes, especially when it comes to men and women relationships, we, you know, we sometimes we think different. We get down on a different frequency. Yeah. So I feel like just thinking about that in a sense I'm thinking that a lot of times if one person is bringing a gun and one person is bringing a knife, that thing ain't never going to get on the same page. Right. Nope. Everybody right. I think this. that's one of them drop your weapons. Yeah. Really, though. It is. Because yeah. like when you were saying that, it got me thinking, like, it's a fight in general across all relationships just to coexist. Mm-hmm. Because the, I think, see, <sighs> in relationships... <laughs> It's like you really there. There should be no weapons because mm-hmm. the weapons is things that like it, the weapons are kind of like how we've said before. It's just different blinders, different filters, and if you are coming with that filter off top, you're not gone. You can't meet in the middle. You can't yeah. come to an agreement because you won't put that. You won't put your weapon down. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's what happens when you get into a back and forth with. In, in any type of relationship with anybody, when you get in that back and forth, sometimes there's nothing you can do but put the weapon down without destroying the mm-hmm. other person or destroying the relationship, especially if it's a family member. You know, I don't want to destroy it. You, you've hurt me. You've made me upset. You've made me mad. This is this is, this is a fight now. Even right. though we don't want it to be one because we family, whatever. It's, it's a fight now. One. Right. And I know that I don't want to burn this bridge completely. Yeah. Like I, I, that's that's not something that I want to do. So when I think about that, I think about damn. I usually be the one, especially in family situations. It's like fuck it. I, I'm just gonna put my shit down. Yeah. Because I'm hurt. I don't. I, you know, I would rather figure this out. But there are these family members that will hold their fucking weapon to the death. It will. And I think. <laughs> I think in like in that instance, you shouldn't think of putting your weapon down as necessarily as like a surrender or you're giving up. Right. It's more so as okay, I'm trying to take a different approach because the way we're battling right now is not getting us anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes it's hard to see that, and sometimes we don't want to see that because we get so caught up in trying to defend ourselves mm-hmm. and how we feel and what we think is right or wrong or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think some people just black out and don't even realize like you're still holding your weapons. Mm-hmm. Like you mm-hmm. don't put up this wall and you're doing this in the name of just trying to quote unquote save yourself in this situation. Mm-hmm. But you are still actively holding your weapons and fighting this fight when you just have to stop. Mm-hmm. True. I th- it's funny that you say save yourself because I think sometimes 
people use saving themselves as a weapon. Yes. Mm. A lot of people do a lot of horrible stuff in the, in in the, the name, name of, of saving, saving themselves. themselves. Mm. And see, this is random as hell, but I got to go there. Y'all, don't let me get off two track, but I got to say this. See, that be my problem with, like, white psychology, white medicine when it comes to counseling in that field. Mm-hmm. Because they teach this concept of saving self that has no community involved, no real empathy that, you know, it puts you on this constant, like, where your weapons are drawn. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of mm-hmm. what some therapy does to me. And I'm not hating on nobody counselor or nothing like that. I'm just saying. What I've learned from psychology in my seven years of study is... That that is how it's set up. It teaches you to get all your weapons in this toolbox, and you hold them and you keep them ready to save yourself. Right now, that is necessary in the first step. step. Right, is how I see it. If my process, if I was counseling somebody, yes, the first step you do got to save yourself. That's all you could think about for the first step. But after that, we have to move into empathy. We have to move into other mm-hmm. things to know how to. Yes, you need your toolbox right here, and you need your weapons. And see, most of the time, people don't even know how to use them or when they got them. We talked about that earlier with somebody that's personally in my life. I know you got a weapon, but you don't even know how to use it or what it is mm-hmm. or any of that. So a lot of times, we got to get people to that. And yeah. I think they get people to that, and they stop because that will help them. That's the to thing. an extent. But it creates these right. unempathetic ass humans exactly. that foster this fake growth shit. That's where that fake growth is coming from. You don't from. have to hurt other people to save yourself. No. And you, you don't. don't have to constantly be on the defense. Yeah. yeah. Like at some point you have to build some real coping skills. <laughs> yes. yes. To where you don't have to be on the defense every time. You don't have to internalize everything. Yep. Yeah. And Agreed. you don't have to and it's like there's a way to disconnect to save yourself. Without disconnecting from life as a whole, right, 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 and becoming something that, and becoming something that is not organic or true to your nature. See, that's the thing too about that process of that I was just talking about. Spirit. Yeah, like there, there's a disconnection from spirit, so you become unaware mm. of the nature of self, mm-hmm. and when you become unaware of the nature of self, shit. All the weapons gonna prosper against you. Ain't that what they say? The weapons formed against you won't prosper. Oh, they prospering. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're going to prosper. They will. If and they and, and guess what? They will form. They're gonna form. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'll form. They'll form. And if you don't know how if you don't know how to move, some of them might prosper. <laughs> And when they do, you still got to know what to do after that. Like, yes, because if <laughs> if your only defense mechanism is being numb, that's going to stop working eventually. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or it's just going to put you in a whole, it's, it's, it's going to put you in a whole different space. Like you're not going to be able to really do anything because you done numbed yourself so much. You don't know how to. To be. You don't know how to feel. Like, you got to feel at some point. Being numb is not going to get all your... Is not going to stop all your fights. Absolutely not. So, sometimes on these battles, y'all know that you'll lose sometimes. Mm-hmm. So... No matter what weapon you bring. No matter. You, you're going to lose. Especially some of these we talked about relationships. And we wrote down, like, outer world experiences, too. Meaning, like... 
a battle with the police, a battle mm. with, you know, Ooh, health. Health. Oh, my oh. gosh. Um, Death and dying. Like, they're going to get you somehow. Right. So, I mean, those those are all, like, battles that you, you just you won't win. So, what happens when you don't win? If you first you don't succeed. <laughs> you should definitely dust, <laughs> dust it off and try again. And try again. Yeah. You know it all the way. Die on the first day. What about the next day? But seriously, though, if you lose, it's like not the end of the world. Yeah. It's not. Um, You got to figure out why you lost. Like, did you lose all on a your accord because you weren't prepared or you weren't skilled in your knife skills? You weren't, you know, you weren't up to, um, you ain't in shape. You know, what What was the reason for the loss? Was it you or is it something beyond you? If it was something beyond you, then you just got to chalk that up to balance in the universe mm-hmm. and keep it pushing. But if it's something that, that you, that was on your account, then you need to strengthen that up so you won't take that loss again. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because cycles will come at you. Like, if you are not learning what you are supposed to learn from your losses, mm-hmm. they, will keep keep yeah. <laughs> they will keep Absolutely. coming. They will keep coming. You're just going to keep losing. Absolutely. Um, I, go ahead. I just definitely feel like it's a call to get more prepared for mm-hmm. the future. Yeah. Um, for me, sometimes um, I plan to lose. Like, mm. I go into situations and I plan to lose. Why? Because, number one, I know I'm going to learn a lesson. And, number two, um, sometimes I automatically plan to lose, especially if I don't know the weapons of choice of the other people, especially. Yeah, the environment. But I also think that it's, like, outside of my nature to, like, bring a weapon or even use a weapon most of the time. Like, um... Yeah. I don't know, like it's kinda like I know that I have to, so it's there. But most of the time I'm trying to be so open and genuine and like on my shit to be on the right energy and frequency that I know that because other people are battling these fights that I'm gonna automatically lose and not not to me, but in the scheme of to them how other people will see it. Yeah. Like But I'm okay with it. Like, I'm okay with not winning to the masses type shit. Well, also, to sometimes win my war, I have to take some L's on some certain battles. Yeah, certain battles. Yeah, Yeah, basically. Sometimes it's a sacrifice to get Mm -hmm. to what I really want. And most of the time, people don't understand I saved you because I'm a destroyer. Finish her. Finish him. Like, I'm a destroyer. (laughs) Okay? So, I don't have a in-between. Like, either I got to let it go and I got to say, I lost this one. I'll run you into the ground. Or I'm going to destroy you. So, I (laughs) just... Sometimes I'm just showing up to be in the mix. I didn't come to... I didn't didn't really. I didn't come to fight. But I see that there's a fight going on. (laughs) So, I just kind of ended up in it. That's okay, though. Because now I see... (laughs) I see you over mm-hmm. there. I mm-hmm. see you with your knife. 
I see you with your gun. I see you trying to hide your gun and you really know how to use it better than you portray. See, I can sit back and <laughs> survey the room. Observe. Like observe. we talked about rules of engagement. Come on, bring it back. I uh-huh. can observe, process, and then come back and act with my yes. gun and all my weapons. <laughs> Oh my yes, and yes. finish them. Yes, finish her. <laughs> finish him. <laughs> so yeah, losses definitely losses are necessary to win the war, and just to learn in general. Yes, because sometimes it's a lesson I needed. That's why I said sometimes I plan to lose, baby. Yeah, I didn't know what I was writing when I wrote that, but. I was like, sometimes I plan to lose. I kept looking at that. Like, <laughs> what is it for? But no, sometimes I plan to lose. Yeah. Like, isn't this, you know? It is what it is. And because it's like when you pl- when you plan for that, it's like it's not really a loss. It don't anyway. hurt. <laughs> it it don't doesn't hurt. hurt. I yeah, was ready for this. I have literally, and I mean, this is random, but I have literally like went into jobs knowing I'm not going to be here long. Mm-hmm. I'm about to get this check. I'm about to blah, 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 and I'm out of here. So... No weapon involved. Do what you want. Fire me for being on my phone. Cool. <laughs> I didn't come here to work for real. Yeah. I just need a check. Yeah. I don't want to work. You did, did you think I uh, lied and envy? That's even like with family. Like a lot of those battles, I'm not really coming here to fight with you. I'm really yeah. just hoping I get a chance to plant a seed that grows later. Mm-hmm. Most of the time. That's mm-hmm. all you can do. Yeah. Yeah. That too. Um, or just be, let me be the picture to show you that this ain't that. I ain't really got to do much. But let me just show you. I see you. I see what's going on here. <laughs> do you? <laughs> um. So, we're going we gonna to end this here with just... <laughs> um, like, I think Amber already kind of said it, but we know that all of this, all of these fights, whether you got a gun, knife, no matter what weapon you choose, it's all about what? And go. Mm-hmm. The consequence. Mm-hmm. What's going to be the consequences? What are the results that you want? And what are you trying to achieve from this? Mm-hmm. Like I said. Why I plan to lose, like I just said, was because I know the result I want. I know, like we said, I want to win the war. Right. Gotta be so intentional with this that. This battle is cool. I set it up like that. You feel me? Um, but I think that's the bottom line. Like, your consequences can or should determine the outcome. Yeah. Definitely. I agree. Um, and Go ahead. And kind of like you said earlier... A lot of this stuff should be okay. Should be what? (laughs) (laughs) Should be internal. Yeah. Um, But it's external. That's something that I was going to bring up. A revelation that I had. Thanks for bringing it to the table though. Um, I was getting there. I was, I was letting them get their other points out, but I was ready to bring it. Sorry. Anyway, yes. Um, <laughs> most of these fights and battles, um, and I'm going to break that down just a little bit, y'all, before we leave off of that. But, like, most of these fights and battles that, like, end up manifesting on the external 
should really be internal battles, for instance. A lot of these family, um, for instance, because that's the perfect one I can use, but even any kind of interrelating relationships, like any of those, they bring up these triggers and they bring up these different things that um, sometimes come from past trauma. Sometimes it comes from projection of things you see in yourself and you project it onto somebody else, and that's easy to do with a parent looking at a child. You can project onto me what you feel that you didn't do, what you feel like you don't see mm-hmm. in me or whatever. You can you can put all these projections on me, but that battle shouldn't even be fought between me and you. That's something that you got to fight internally before we can even come together and do whatever we got to do mm-hmm. because we're not going to get anywhere because you still have weapons that I don't even know about. You still have trauma that I don't even know about. So, um... I think that some of these things shouldn't even be a fight. Like, I think that we kind of got to change the narrative. And that's what I was kind of saying about this internal, external thing. When it is external, why can't we change the narrative to it's a debate, not a fight? Mm. Let's go back and forth. You feel me? This is collaboration, not uh, competition. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm hitting the mic. I done got hype. But yeah, <laughs> this is um, collaboration, not competition. Like, this is how we build community when we realize that these fights that you have with other people outside, it's something in you. It's something in you. And I want it's always going to be some type of fight. But I think that we could alleviate some of them if we get ourselves whole and ourselves right first. Right. It wouldn't even come to the outside. This wouldn't even really be a, be a different conversation. Oh, another one. But we had to go through it to be able to tell you about it. So, (laughs) now, it's time for the culture report. We definitely need to make a drop for that. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) ASAP. Oh, my God. The culture report. Okay, um, <laughs> I'm gonna make that the drop. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so, <clears throat> first up on the culture report, we have to touch on our brother ASAP Rocky. Yes. Now, first I've seen of all, it play out. yeah, we did. We seen it. Eyewitnesses. We was on the scene. Well, we wasn't on the scene, but. <laughs> We seen him when he first posted um, the man, confrontation that he when had. When he posted that confrontation, I knew. I said to you, I said, "Man, people be doing this kind of shit to get to get them locked up." Yeah. And then next thing you know, I I do just locked up. He locked up. It's crazy. Um, they said they holding them. Well, number one, if y'all don't know, ASAP and his te- um a group of his team, including his security guard, were being harassed by a young man. Where were they at? Sweden. Sweden. Mm-hmm. They were literally being harassed by this by this man to the point where he done, you know, threatened to say the least. But he done done a lot. And yeah, invaded he, their like, personal space. He exactly. did. He threw them headphones at the security officer. He mm-hmm. just kept following in and kept trying to part ways with him. Block, like they told him, leave them alone. Like they did all of that. Now, I never seen the video of. ASAP beating him up or whatever was supposed allegedly whatever supposedly happened. I never seen that video. They said that was out as well. But I didn't see that either. It came down to him. Now I don't know why the security didn't 
step in, step in, and do his or job. what? Yeah, and I don't know why ASAP took it up on himself to do that too, <laughs> because you know sometimes you can take the bullet on yourself. Like you, at the end of the day, yeah, I'm your security, but you're my boss. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how it went. Like I said, I didn't see the video. But what I do know from this is, y'all, they will do anything to, to fuck with you, to provoke fuck with you, or provoke people, bro. Like these people out here, man, dude. What y'all think, dude, brought to the fight? What would ASAP have? Which one? And what? Who? The dude, the harasser, the harasser. What he brings to the fight? I think the he had a knife, had a but knife. I think he thought he had a gun. Yeah, yeah, he did think he had a gun, <laughs> but but in it was actual, a water gun. It's fucked up because he might have because the, he had the because system of the on system. his side. Mm-hmm. They automatic see them motherfuckers automatically get a gun. We are gonna get into that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, because mm. that's what that is for sure. Mm. He he only had a knife. Sometimes you have weapons. Maybe sometimes you don't have the weapon. The person behind you is standing, and you got a shooter. Cause that's his system. Oh, the system, the system is the shooter. Guess what? Damn. He, you know what? He had a water gun, and the system is that's his shooter. That's the shooter. That's his sniper. Goddamn it. That's crazy. Oh wow, we just we just came up on something there. But shout out to ASAP, man. Hold your head, bro. Yeah, it's a petition going around to sign about standing with him. Honestly, don't know what that'll do, but I signed it. Just well, they're also saying that they're too. holding him in very inhumane conditions. Yes. Because that's the thing. A lot of these prison systems, like, Across we have a very reformed prison system, but that's because our system is jacked and up and it's. They're doing prison for the money. It's not about actual yeah. reform. Yeah. But like a lot of these other countries. This is prison. You are a prisoner, <laughs> my nigga. Yes, that's it. The person in the Enemy cell beside state. him is a mental patient. And he's been banging his head on the pavement and throwing feces everywhere. And no one's cleaned <gasps> it up. Ew. And oh they, they have not given him any clean food or water to partake. He's been living off of an apple a day. And they weren't letting anybody in to see him because they're the reason they think it is because they did not want basically them to see these unlivable conditions. Oh, my God. That's yeah, crazy. That's crazy as hell. Ooh, Ooh, shout out to ASAP family, friends, yeah. everybody, all the ASAP mom. I don't know what all they call it. But shout out to everybody and just hold your head. Except, I mean, we gonna if we if signing the position is gonna help, bro. I'm gonna sign it two or three times. Yeah, like, it's on. Whatever, I don't know. It's on change <laughs> for anyone that hasn't seen it. Um, I just saw it earlier today. Um, but it is on change.org. You can sign the petition. I mean, of course, they also have on there where you can donate. But I don't know. I I wasn't able to do that at this point, so <laughs> I signed the petition. I hope it does something. I don't know, but yeah. definitely we standing with you ASAP mm-hmm. and hoping that, mm-hmm. you know, you get out of there as holy as you can. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And then we have some good news to follow that mm-hmm. on the culture report this week. Jaden Smith not only turns 21, opens his own food truck, a uh, vegan food truck to be mm-hmm. exact. And called, it was, huh? I was going to say, and it was free. And and it is a free food truck for the homeless in LA on Skid Row. We know the horrible issue over there. We got to see a little bit of that when we were in LA not too long ago. It is very sad. Um, mm-hmm. So 
We just wanted to shout out Jaden for I Love You is what it's called, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. It's a vegan food truck. Mm-hmm. They that was really dope. And I mean, I thought it was so cute. They got like little bowls of like little stuff, vegetables and stuff, and it all looks so good and appetizing. It just blessed my heart. Like that blessed yeah. my heart. I yeah. think it's good to... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to talk about how like a lot of times when you see people giving food to... Mm-hmm people mm-hmm. like it's it's low quality food oh my god yeah yeah like it's i've just, worked it i've worked it serving food to places yes like i've like. done community service and seen just people give others low quality <laughs> food i understand that they are less fortunate than you and they may not have a better option but we have to do better as a people yeah because you're not doing anything but help kill them a little bit quicker by feeding them this trash especially if it's something you wouldn't eat yourself mm-hmm. definitely Definitely. Yeah. That's why I was just, it warmed my heart to it see did. him giving them quality options and food yeah. that's not going to do more damage to probably the health conditions and all the other things that they're already bad. They do with. some healing too. Exactly. Right. Right. And I mean, if they eat that every day, they getting a better, better meal than me. most. Honey. So that's a blessing. I, I do wonder how often he's going to do that. But I mean, even beyond just the food truck, he's. He's been doing mm-hmm. a lot. Like he's been working on these water filters. Mm-hmm. You know his water company. He's really been out there trying to give back. And I think it's just what I was just kind of gonna say is like the people who want to be ph- philanthropic and do things like that will find a way to do it. Yes, they will. They will find a way to do it. And I feel like I'm not even saying this to shade anybody that's famous and got access and means and nothing like that. But I will say. I, I I don't by any means think it's easy to do something like he's doing, but I do think with the resources it's easier than somebody like me could. Mm-hmm. And I will say that. And I know there are other people that have the means that could do it a right. little easier than somebody like me. Right. So I do want to urge any of y'all that may listen to this, whenever you listen to this, hey, even if it's just us giving away extra food at restaurants that's, you know, uh, regularly owned, I was about to say black owned business, but really it could be anybody. Right. Mm-hmm. Shit. Everybody need help. Everybody need food. So like, even if it's something like an initiative like that, before y'all throw this stuff away, less. And I mean, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this or not, but I'm gonna say it anyway. In my school, um, that I worked at, they made prepared lunches for the kids, mm-hmm. and we could keep them like for two days or something like that. They were like sandwiches and little stuff like that. Really, the food hadn't gone bad. Don't y'all know we had to throw them away if we had extras? Like, some days we would have, you know, less kids because they came early. Like, we pre- we prepared mm-hmm. to have 40, 50, whatever, but some of them wouldn't be there. So, what they would do is tell us, throw them all out. So, like, some days I would throw away 30, 40 plates. Like, yeah, and, that's and I mean, it's not nothing I would eat. That's not, it's definitely low-quality food, but it's a full plate of food. Yeah. Let's get this to somebody. And I would ask them, what are they doing? Like, it would literally infuriate me. Like, what are they doing with this food? Like, why are we throwing it away? You can easily find a shelter to drop the sandwiches drop off, too. But a lot of those government-funded systems aren't, like, literally, you cannot. You can't. And I'm like, why? But that's because it's not made for the community. Like, it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. So, anyway, and if you can, 
give back, bring back this sense of community. Do what mm-hmm. you can to help people who don't have it as well as you. Period. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. And Jaden is such an inspiration, like such an inspiration. Icon living for real. And let it come from the heart. It's like people try to get on people for not doing things, but you don't want people to do stuff out of that ill too. intention. That too. So if they don't mm-hmm. want to give back, like that I really too. don't, because I rather you not than you do yeah. some bullshit. Like somebody's gonna do it and do it right. Exactly. Yes, yes. that too. That too. I'm just move out their way I, so they can do it. And I wasn't encouraging anybody who don't have it in their heart to do that. I'm just saying that there are people who have it in their heart that might just be like, well, I don't know what to do. Yeah. I don't know. This is just something to look at. I'm saying if you want to do something and you have the means that Jaden is somebody to look at. Mm-hmm. Or just, I think, say, just like we were talking about, we don't necessarily have the means, but I think about when we did the brunch and we had all them leftover biscuits and sausage like we found some a shelter, a shelter and dropped them off like mm-hmm. what are we gonna like because no we're not gonna throw this away yeah there's nothing wrong with it somebody can take it exactly exactly and that's just something small you can do yes and Jaden is 21 years old y'all yep <laughs> come on we got work to do you're the um, youth <laughs> Bring back the year or bring forth the year of the youth. Bring forth the year of the youth. Let's go. Jaden kicking off the year of the youth strong. Um, And lastly, on the culture report. Dun, dun, dun. We got to talk about these motherfucking Neanderthal bigot ass racists now. We got to talk about the Caucasoids. You know, so low high back to a low. But necessary. But necessary, y'all. They out. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's been on the rise. It's been on the rise for some time now, y'all. And unfortunately, y'all. And it's, oh, it's crazy. It's just wearing its head again. Out. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like it's well, it ain't never went nowhere. Let's That's what I said. It's just wearing its head again. Let's be clear. But I think that in some of these instances, we're gonna have to start bringing. The gun and a knife to these fights, cause most definitely, um, these gun, knife, arrow, <laughs> bomb, whatever. You know, we gotta stay it's strapped. To that point, yeah, like get the strap for real. Get the strap and the blade. Grab the blade. Get the strap. Um, so these inferior motherfuckers are out here really pissing me <laughs> off. You're genetically inferior. <laughs> <laughs> genetically inferior you talk are my your, child talk your shit mo okay my ancestors are ancient talk your shit mo yours are too but shit <laughs> they <laughs> fucking four-legged i don't even know get on man anyway so the first thing about these inferior motherfuckers that i gotta say is this mermaid shit, look. Look, y'all ignorant ass bastards. <laughs> nobody, seriously. for real, look. Seriously. Nobody in their right mind. Okay. I don't even know if I should say it like that. Let me go back. Rewind. Ariel can be whatever the fuck color they decide Ariel gonna be in this live action. And y'all. Really don't have the right to fucking be mad about it. You know why? I'm not saying you can't say nothing about it. I'm not saying that. Yeah, it's a switch up. Whoa, switch up. But look, as a black woman, I've been living with this shit my whole life. You hear me? I ain't never had 
a, 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 a black queen Nefertiti doll or a TV show to watch. You know, they barely gave me a black Cinderella. And I love that to the death. We watched that movie too. We had to rewind the yep. thing back shout in there. Out, shout out to Brandy. Keep, shout out to Brandy. You know, that's about all. That I, was my shit. I can't even remember nothing else, y'all, where I seen royalty represented as a black woman in that way. Mm-hmm. I do not remember that. So it's important that y'all remember that. And then that's twisted because she had to start out as a yeah, servant. But they don't care. Well, you know, the real Cinderella was too. The white one. So, I mean, you know, it's the story. But yeah, True. either True. way, either way, my thing, my thing about it is nobody in their right mind should be arguing about this shit. Anybody who's saying she should be in the way that they have y'all, I'm not talking about somebody who just questions something intelligently. I'm not talking about you. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about these motherfuckers who are not in their right mind, who are ignorantly saying a mermaid should be white. Or if a mermaid turn, is made up. First of fresh, all, maybe. <laughs> anyway, have you seen one? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet, bitch. We ain't seen one yet. But even beyond that, it's like, what does it matter what color she is? If the girl was good for the part, yeah, she was good for the part. Period. Ursula didn't look white, and they got a old girl playing. Is she white? Who? Ursula. Who's playing? I, don't know who's playing her I can't think of her name. She okay. was in um, she's been in a lot of things. She's pretty. She's pretty funny. Red hair, big girl. They put in everything. Kinda, yeah. I'm, I already knew it off top. Y'all got a motherfucker in there, so shut up. <laughs> Hell, Ursula should have been black too. That's what I'm saying. I thought she and was a bad just, bitch. It's so stupid to say like when they say stuff like. If we make Tiana white, y'all be mad. You already got a white Tiana. No, I literally seen a bitch type out, y'all would get ghetto. I said, okay. See, now you you done brought a gun to a knife fight. We were just kind of sparring back and forth. But now you talking about America going ghetto over this? Girl, Girl, y'all have gone ghetto by putting all this shit on Facebook and all this social media and having these hate, hate, hateful ass conversations. My thing is, I say let them talk. (laughs) Just to be honest, I feel like the only reason why it's even gotten this big is because we've been acknowledging it. Honestly, I agree. But bruh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm tired of just being like. I think it's they're just like, stupid. They just they are, but I'm gonna fucking say it. You a fucking idiot. Like I'm t- like, it's like. I think just let her be Ariel, and then when she comes and sh- kills every Ariel they didn't ever seen before, and sings every song better than anybody that they've heard. That's when I'm gonna get my gloats in. They're still gonna be ignorant. Exactly. So it's really just. But now your hate is really showing because she done proved herself. It's dumb. Like I said, it don't. It shouldn't matter. She was good for the part, and they picked her. She has a beautiful fucking voice. Like, just shut all that shit up. All right, you ghetto bitch. How about that? Only reason they got thrown in the culture report is because that I seen that shit on Facebook. I had to block that little girl who was saying all that shit. But another thing I want to say is I ain't losing no sleep over no goddamn inferior at no in, these inferior ass motherfuckers who roam this planet unconsciously. I am not 
I'm not losing sleep. It, I think it, this just helps me sh- see, figure out who exactly they are too. I mean, yeah, because yeah, a need, lot of them are need, hiding in plain sight. We need that, but 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 what what I hate is don't tell me not to be passionate about it. Like motherfuckers act like you can't say nothing about them saying. Like you absolutely can. Like hold up, but I do feel like it also gives energy to it. I just be tired of being the. Uh, the God being all the time. I know I am, yeah. but shit, let me come down to earth and play. Yeah. <laughs> shit. We just, I mean, we on a different level. It's, yeah. it's just more, all it, all it does is just reveal how ignorant they are. And that's fine. You can be ignorant and I'm going to let you be ignorant, but I'm going to tell you, you ignorant. And we're going to leave Absolutely. it at that. I hope you come out of it. Hopefully. Before the tides turn, because they about to turn. Because if you had been over a fucking mermaid, bitch, you got a lot more other oh, problems. Oh, God. <laughs> when the new gods rise, honey, you better watch <laughs> out anyway. Um, you got a big, you got bigger problems, honey. And we gonna end this on a somber, but hopefully we can <sighs> tie something else into this. It's hard to, but um, don't know the young man's name right now. Slipped my mind. Um, but, um, the racist bigots, inferior motherfuckers, I added again. Mm-hmm. Um, a young man was playing rap music in his car, headed to a... It was a Circle K. A Circle K. Well, he was at a Circle K yeah. in the parking lot. Yeah, listening to rap music. Not sure what he was listening to. He proceeded to go in the store and get him a drink. He was at the probably the fountain, the little fountain drinks. And a man proceeded to walk up to him and stab him to death. Slit his throat. Mm-hmm. Slit his throat. Because he heard him playing rap playing music. rap music and said that he believes people that play rap music are a threat to him in the community. However, he was just released from prison. Literally, for a violent crime at that. It's amazing how you get to be so, back out on the street. So that's just saying the delusion out here is real, people. It is, y'all. It is real. It is. It is. And I mean, I'm talking about... Children, I mean, I don't know how old this young man he is. He was 17. 17 years old, y'all, and they died. And that's why, like, I feel like something has, like... Now they want to holler mental health. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We have to do something about the mental health of the people. Co- we we weren't worried about the mental health when we were sending all the crackheads to jail and they was letting all the cocaine head people free. <laughs> we weren't worried about mental health then. You wouldn't worry about when you're flooding the, flooding the community with the goddamn drugs to do the shit. You wouldn't worry about it then. So why are you worried about it now? But anyway, um, it's a good excuse. It is. I think that it 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 just it breaks my heart for his family, his friends, for the community that has to you know um, experience that fear. Um, another, any young man could be you know out at the store. Doing whatever on a regular day, and you know, you just—it's hard to think about that. My my brother's not too much mm. older than that. You know, we get we got these siblings, we got cousins, we got people who are, you know, navigating through life. And to think, you know, he went to the store to get a drink. He listened to his music like normal. Didn't bother nobody. And I mean, you know, you could say it's not—it has nothing to do with race, but the fact that you mention rap music and this is a. 
a mixed or black young man. A, 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 a melanated, melanated child. Exactly. He was melanated. It seems racially motivated to me. Um, so what I what I'll say about that is let's I don't know. But I think I think what you can say about that is how how some of these internal battles that you were talking about have become external. That's why we need to deal with them. We need to deal with these internal battles internally so they don't project into this this foolishness that it has come into. Yeah. I don't know. I think I I think what I was gonna say is um with rules of engagement and this conversation about you know bringing the knife to the gun club all of it's kind of been about are you prepared i think that are you ready are you um i'm not saying that there's anything that young man could have done differently differently at all by any means but i'm saying from here on now let this be a lesson to all the other young men out here all the other young women out here that are moving along to be by themselves and not paying attention or aloof to certain things. Um, pay attention, guys. Mm-hmm. We we gotta pay attention. If you see somebody energy that's not right, that you don't feel right up, get out of there. Fuck the yeah. drink. Fuck whatever you gotta go get. Fuck whatever's around. Like get out of there. Don't don't you know? Pay attention, y'all. It's it's no more just going out just lollygagging and have a good time without paying attention to what's going on around you. Yeah, listen to them feelings that came out of nowhere. Observe, process, act. But um, or observe and act. Cause sometimes sometimes you, you can't, can't process. process. But if you but you gotta be prepared so you don't act ignorantly. Exactly, exactly. Um. So let's just take a second for the young man. A little moment of silence. And that was the culture report. Um, now, y'all know we like to end the show the same way every time with everything is everything. And everything is everything is just a little, um, piece of insight or words of encouragement for your week, for your mind, for your heart, for your spirit to get you through the week. Hopefully this carries you on through. Yeah, so my everything is everything, my light for this week. It's kind of based on two points. Um, One is don't project your limitations onto others. So things that you're dealing with, um, just because you're struggling with something don't mean somebody else struggling with something. And it's it's ignorant for you to put that on them just because you don't understand. Mm -hmm. Just because you're trying to figure it out. Just because you didn't think of that don't mean everybody else around you didn't think of it mm-hmm. like that's not just that don't mean they don't know it because you don't know it mm-hmm. and then on on that like you can't use that against them mm-hmm. and you can't use that against yourself mm-hmm. um i think even speaking for myself sometimes it for me it's like when i don't know something i take that against myself like i i beat myself up about it because i feel like i should have known it well sometimes you know, your journey ain't the same as some as everybody's. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their own personal journey and people are at different spots in their journey. Mm-hmm. And you can't fault them or yourself for where you are in your journey. Like you you just gotta keep trying to, you know, carry on through. And um I know like Mo has said this before, like something that she tries to do, which I think everyone should try to do, is just 
walk with people. Like, you're not trying to lead them nowhere. You're not trying to put anything on them. You're just trying to help them get to where they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And that's my life. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, my light this week is kind of about finding your purpose. Like sometimes I feel like people get so wrapped up in trying to find their purpose for them. Like when sometimes your purpose needs to be used to serve your community. Like I feel like some people are trying to like, they think that looking for their purpose is going to be tied up in something that makes money for them or something that helps them get to the things that they want. Sometimes truly your purpose is to serve others Mm -hmm. and to use that to grow things that are bigger than you. A lot of times it fits into a puzzle that is way bigger than just whatever you feel like your immediate needs are. Mm -hmm. And I think that gets lost a lot in translation when people get on these journeys, especially when they don't know their self, when they're still trying to find where they fit in into this big puzzle. Mm -hmm. Uh Agreed. Um, I think my everything is everything would be, um, stick it out, like, Mm -hmm. um, stick it out even when you don't know, stick it out even when you know, stick it out even when you're trying to figure it out. Um, I think we just went through a hell of a time from last show to process the information to figure out this show. I always be throwing personal shit in, fuck it. (laughs) <laughs> but um like I think we go through hella transitions with trying to put this out and I think that it number one grows us. Um but number two I think that it can help grow y'all if y'all really like dig into the stuff we're trying to say. And we may not always say it right, it may not be perfect, it may not get out on time. It may and not come out how we wanted it to come it out. It may not come out how we wanted it to come <laughs> out. But we need y'all to know that it is from a genuine space. And that's also to remind you to stick it out, especially when it's when you're doing something that's coming from a genuine space. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 one of those things where um, having a conversation with somebody that um, about something similar about like pushing to your goals or uh, completing something you started. And that just makes me think that sometimes you're doing your best to stick it out in in life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's mind worry about a goddamn purpose, a goddamn business or, or the next person. I can't make it through life to pay my bills, bitch. I can't worry about nothing else. <laughs> so, you know, stick it out, y'all. Stick it out because people will judge you for that. And sometimes you just got to know your priorities. Like I said, sometimes I lose battles on purpose because I know I'm trying to win the war. Mm-hmm. So, you know, stick it out. Stick it out. Stick it out. Yeah. And if, if you drop something, you can pick it back up. Yes, for sure. Just stick it out, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. I like that. Yes. Stick it out. 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 Hey. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a whole nother direction. <laughs> right. Oh, gosh. But thank y'all for tuning in. That we are at the end, unfortunately. Um. So, y'all already know to follow us on IG at... 
Red Couch Chronicles. If you're not already, and follow us on Twitter at Red Couch Vibes. We, we ask that you guys engage with us. Please like, comment, share, post when you're listening because we always want to know. Let us know what you think. What'd you laugh about? What'd you cry about? What would you mad about? Did we say something wrong? Did we say something good? Let us know. We want to hear it all. Yes. Thanks again for tuning in to the Red Couch Chronicles, and we will see y'all next week. Fuck that nigga, hoe ass nigga. Lead that nigga with a toe tag, nigga. Barrel so long you can pole dance, nigga. Run up in your house for the dope ass nigga. Murder she wrote on a notepad, nigga. Light that nigga up, smoke that nigga. Stomp that nigga, roast that nigga. I'm walking around with this shotgun and this bitch bigger than me, nigga. Don't open up your fucking mouth, cause I pull the trigger like teeth, nigga. Shoot him up, then leave, nigga. I smell some as Eve, nigga. We shoot first, it's better to give than receive, nigga. I'm strapped up, nigga. Fuck a gun law. See me walking with a limp, that's my gun walk. I don't do no arguing, I let the gun talk. Yeah, I'm strapped up, nigga, fuck a gun law. See me walking with a limp, that's my gun walk. I don't do no arguing, I let the gun talk. And there's no talking back when my gun talk. Keep that whole shit over there. And we don't shoot in the air I can't fuck with these niggas Man, these niggas got me best Hell trigger on a gun I pull that motherfucker hell It's like, man, you can't trust nobody I don't even have a trust fund Don't fuck, nigga, don't stunt, nigga Don't duck, nigga, cause I duck, hunt Bitch, rock with me, that Glock with me That chopper with me, obviously I'ma empty this motherfucker That's 50 shots, approximately Now fuck with me, get fucked over Emergency room rushed over Holler tips in a clip My gun loaded Sober. I pull your car like a lawnmower. Fall back, I'm gone forward. I see you got your gun drawn. I send you back to the drawing board. Let's do see me walking with a limp. That's my gun walk. Yeah. That's my gun walk, nigga. That's my gun walk. See me walking with a limp. That's my gun walk. Don't talk back. That's my gun walk. That's my gun walk. Walking around this motherfucker limping Cause the nose on the pistol body's long as Scotty Pippin's on the molly and I'm twisted Throw your body with the fishes Double back around that corner and I'm bodying the witness uh, Real niggas don't talk much Do drive-bys and walk-ups Lame rappers that talk tough Get a broke jaw, starstruck I don't fuck with lame niggas I got good aim, nigga Pop a pill, pop you My nickname is Painkiller I'm still that same nigga Eastside, I rep that Pussy niggas better get right or I see you, you get left there. Use the rifle as my crush, that's my gun walk. A week of whole conversation, let the guns talk. I'm strapped up, nigga, fuck a gun law. See me walking with a limp, that's my gun walk. I don't do no arguing, I let the gun talk. And there's no talking back when it go off. When I cut back